This podcast is for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there is no attorney-client relationship between you and the host of the show. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state. Hello, and welcome to Business Wise with your host, John Estefanos. John is a licensed attorney in California, a real estate broker, and a serial entrepreneur. His goal is to educate and inspire business owners and entrepreneurs everywhere to achieve their dreams and set up their business to achieve the most success possible. Welcome to Business Wise. I'm your host, John. How are you guys doing? Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I've been having a good week myself. Uh, I was actually able to break away with my wife and take a few days off. We went to Cabo. It was uh, a very, very good time. And now I'm back and I have to obviously face reality. And that is to uh, get back to work and uh, pick up where I left off prior to vacation. But that's okay. The, The vacation was excellent and it was um, needed. Um, Today's topic, we are going to discuss basically, um, or I'm going to share with you guys and give you information on how to effectively and properly pay your employees. And um, this episode is a must for every business owner that has an employee. So if you have an employee, I don't care if it's even one, you need to listen. And before we get into all the details, just again, to give some background, um, you guys know I'm an attorney and I handle a lot of wage and hour claims. And for those of you that don't know what a wage and hour claim is, it's a claim that is brought by one or more employees against the business owner, alleging that they have not been paid properly. And that could be things like, you know, I worked for this business and they never uh, gave me breaks. They never gave me my lunches. They never gave me the overtime that um, was required um, uh, you know, so, or, um, I worked there and they never even paid me the proper minimum wage. Um, so that's what a wage in our claim is. Now, the bad news for business owners is that when you get hit with a lawsuit like that, it is a nightmare. I will repeat, it is a nightmare. And that's because the laws, especially in California, and by the way, Everything I give you today, it's for the state of California. Um, That's because California shifts the entire burden of providing documents and poking holes in the allegations of the employee. It shifts that whole burden on the employer. So it is the employer's job to keep good time records. It is the employee's job to have a file on that, uh, employer's job, sorry. If I said employee, I meant to say employer. It's the employer's job 
to keep an, a file on this employee. Um, so it's not the employee's job. It's the employer. So it's the business owner's responsibility to produce documentations and to disprove what, the, what that employee is saying. Having said that, it makes it very difficult on the business owner because you can't say, well, I don't have his pay stubs. Um, why don't you let him provide it? No, he does not have to provide it. He being the employee, it's the employer that has to provide these documents. Today's episode, we're going to discuss salaried employees. We're going to discuss those employees that get paid hourly. We're going to discuss how to pay overtime, double time. We're going to discuss uh, lunch and slash meal periods. So if you hear something called a meal period, that's the equivalent of a lunch break for an employee. And if you hear something called rest periods, that's basically the... 10-minute break that that employee um, is entitled to by law, okay? So again, it's the law that says you have to pay overtime. It's the law that says you have to pay minimum wage. It's the law that says you have to pay double time. It's the law that says you have to give employees rest periods. It's the law that says you have to pay lunch breaks. These are not optional. I want you to know that. Um, the other thing we're gonna, I, I want you to know is that you cannot just pay an employee salary just because you feel like you want to pay them salary. And then for those of you that, you know, are wondering, well, why, why, why is John saying, you know, there's people that are going to pay their employees salary and um, what's the advantage of that? Well, the advantage of paying an employee salary is that then they are exempt from the lunches, the breaks, and the overtime. Sounds like a pretty good deal, doesn't it? Well, yes, but it comes with limitations and restrictions, and we are going to discuss those as well. Now, before we get into the topics, um, I want to just point out a couple of things, okay, um, that I see happening because when business owners come to my office so I can defend them, I look at their payroll documents and I see a lot of mistakes. So I'm sharing with you the mistakes I see so that you don't do the same mistake. So you must never pay an employee with a handwritten or type check from your business account. All employee pay has to be processed through payroll with the proper tax deductions being taken out. What does that mean? Often, very often, I get a business owner that comes in and says, yeah, I've, I've been paying them. I've been paying them in full. I've been doing a great job. Well, let's look at the uh, pay stubs. And what they turn into me are copies of checks handwritten from the business account, or they don't even have to be written. They can be computer gener uh, generated. But the issue with those checks is that they are not being processed through payroll. What do you mean processed by through payroll? Processed through payroll means that you actually inputted the hours through a software that is going to properly calculate 
tax deductions. That's what I mean. So every time you pay an employee for hours worked or for salary pay, you must process their pay through some kind of payroll software, payroll system. Um, If you are in business and you don't have that, you need to get it ASAP. Um, So that's something right there to keep in mind. So that is a big, big no-no. Again, if you're going to pay an employee, they must get their pay through some kind of payroll software or uh, payroll system that calculates their tax deductions. The other thing I see, I see businesses that come in and they did it half kind of, they're, they're, they did it half right, half wrong. What do I mean by that? So what they did was they processed the, the pay through payroll, but what they do is they'll say, $2,000 a month, and that's all it has in there, or $2,000 a week, and that's all it has in there. What's the problem with that? The problem with that is it, you must have the hours worked on the paycheck and the rate of pay. So you cannot just put a lump sum figure that represents what the employee is supposed to be getting paid. You have to Put the hours and the hourly rate. You must break down the hours worked multiplied by the agreed hourly rate. Again, this is another big no-no. Okay? So if you're doing either of these two or both or, or you're doing you know, some employees that way and some employees the other way I suggested, stop immediately make the correction, and start moving forward the right way. Now, I'm going to discuss what's, what are the qualification to, or, or requirements in order for you to pay somebody a salary pay, what is the proper minimum wage, when does overtime kick in, when does double time kick in, when do you have to give a lunch break? For how long? When do you have to give rest breaks? And for how long? So that you guys can be in compliance. The key word, I think I said this maybe the first episode. I said my goal is to make sure that you guys are compliant. And this is one area. Okay, so that's the purpose of this whole show is to educate you guys, to talk to you, to give you information so that you can run the best business possible and stay away from legal issues. The first thing I'm going to talk about is salary. How do you pay somebody salary or what what qualifies a salary? One thing you have to keep in mind about salary, most employees don't qualify to be paid uh, salary. That's number one. The other, the other thing you have to remember about salary is that there's a threshold, there's a minimum. If you don't pay that minimum, that person is misclassified. You have a misclassification. And if you misclassify 
somebody and you say their salary and they're not, then they have the right to sue you and say, look, you robbed me of overtime, you robbed me of lunch breaks, rest breaks, you robbed me of potentially double time if they worked for you double time. So yeah, they're exempt. They're exempt if you pay them properly as a salaried employee. So again, thing to remember, most employees don't qualify to be paid salary. The There's types of positions that qualify for salary. Professional positions, okay, administrators and executives. So if you have, uh, you know, some kind of uh, retail operation and the cashier or the stock boy or the uh, person that's working for you, if you want to put them as salary, you're probably misclassifying them. But if it's the manager of your business, then that falls under... uh, potentially an executive position, okay, and they can be paid a salary. So again, the type of position will determine whether or not you can pay salary. And then, so that salary is paid correctly, you must pay, okay, write this down, or you can listen to this episode over and over, you must pay that person a minimum of $54,080 annually. And that's for a business that has fewer than 25 or fewer employees. I apologize. If you have more than 25 employees, then you have to pay that same person $4,800. Well, I apologize. I was giving you the formula monthly. Then you have to pay that person $58,240. So, it's approximately four grand more a year if you have more than 25 employees. Um, there's little nuances you have to pay attention to, whether you're a business that has 25 um, or fewer employees or you have greater than 25 um, when it comes to uh, minimum wage and when it comes to uh, salaried position that can change, and then there is also um, for over for uh, sorry uh, minimum wage. Depending on the city, some cities set themselves apart from other cities, and uh, the minimum wage is higher. For example, right now, everywhere in the county of San Diego, minimum wage is fourteen. But if you're in the city of San Diego, okay. Um, it's 15 and um, 15 if you have 26 or more employees 14 if you have 25 or less but we'll talk about minimum wage in a little bit so going back to salary again salary requires a specific threshold of pay that the employer has to pay that employee otherwise they are what they are misclassified So you have to, again, ask yourself, what is that person going to be doing for me? And am I going to be paying them the proper amount? And the proper amount, again, it's $54,080 if you have 25 or fewer employees. And it's $58,240 if you have 26 or more employees. 
So that's salary. You do not look. Example, key example. You cannot pay somebody $36,000 a year and say, look, you are a salaried employee, even if they're a manager, because you meet the, you meet the threshold of their position. They have an executive position as a manager. But what you don't do is you're not meeting the threshold for the minimum pay that, a, that classifies them as a salaried employee. I need you to listen to this episode more than just one time if you are not getting this because this is key. You have to get that. So again, paying a salary employee, two things come to mind. What are they going to be doing for me? Okay. And that you have to pay them a minimum pay. It's not just any pay you decide. It has to be a minimum threshold. The next thing I want to talk about is Paying the proper minimum wage. If your business is located in the city of San Diego and you have 25 or fewer employees, the minimum wage is $14 hourly. And if you have 26 or more employees, the rate is $15 hourly. If your business, uh, if your business, sorry, is not located in the city of San Diego and you have 25 or fewer employees, the minimum wage is 13. And if you have 26 or more employees, the, the minimum wage is 14. So, again, you have to know what city you're in, okay? So, um, uh, some cities, again, have, dif- has, have different overtime, uh, uh, or sorry, uh, different uh, minimum wage. So, um, be aware of that. You must pay that. This is not an option. If you're supposed to be paying $13 an hour um, because that's the minimum wage, under no circumstances are you supposed to pay that employee anything but that. That is the minimum. That's why they call it minimum wage. That is the minimum. It's not optional. Nothing I talk about today is optional. Um, It's the law. And um, I want to drill that into your guys' heads. It's the law. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is overtime. I get a lot of people, how do I calculate overtime? What's considered overtime? So I want to clear that up for you. Any employee who works more than eight hours in one day gets overtime. If they work um, more than 40 hours in one week, they must get paid overtime. Um, and overtime is their hourly wage, which must be at least the minimum wage, times 1.5. That's the whole time and a half that we, we hear, right? Uh, we always hear, oh, well, I worked overtime, I made time and a half. Yes, it's the minimum wage times 1.5. Um, so that's overtime. And then... Also, the first eight hours of the seventh consecutive day is paid overtime. And again, I'm going to repeat that. The first eight hours on the seventh day is considered overtime. Very important because what happens when you don't pay the proper overtime? You leave yourself exposed. Exposed to what? Exposed to that employee going out and suing you because they did not get paid the proper overtime. Again, my my discussion with you guys is compliance, protection. I don't want you to get sued. 
because getting sued is no fun. You're hearing this from an attorney. I, I don't want to see you guys go through it. The next uh, thing on my list is double time. Employees are paid double time if they exceed more than 12 hours in one day and um, they get paid overtime on the seventh day, anything after eight hours. So remember, on that seventh day, seventh consecutive day, it's key. The first eight hours are time and a half overtime. Anything over eight hours on the seventh consecutive day is double time. And double time is, doesn't frequently happen, but you need to be aware. Again, what happens if you don't pay the proper double time? That you leave yourself exposed. What happens when you leave yourself exposed? Potential lawsuits, potential legal problems. I want you to avoid legal problems, lawsuits. And the next two items on the list are lunch breaks. Okay, remember lunch slash meal period, they mean the same thing. So if an employee works more than five hours in a day, they must take a 30-minute lunch break. However, an employee may agree to waive that meal break if she will not work more than six hours in that day. And I'll stop right here and I'll explain, then I'll continue and I'll explain so you guys can, um, you know, I want to help you guys digest the information. So... Up to five hours, you don't own anything. But between the five, the between anything over five and up to six, then there is a nuance. There's a caveat. Uh, technically, anything over five, they deserve a half hour lunch. However, if they're not going to work over six hours, then that employee at their election can waive that thirty minute lunch. So if you have an employee working six hours and they constantly just work five and a half, six hours, that employee can waive to take their lunch, okay? But I suggest that the waiver is in writing. Don't ever agree to something verbally because it's then uh, he said, she said, and you leave yourself to, um, you know, uh, a bunch of crap that you don't need. So get a waiver in writing and the waiver can just be very simple. You know, I, employee name, agree to not take my lunch, I work this many hours and I'm okay with that, signed by the employee, dated, it doesn't have to be fancy, just get it on paper. So again, um, over five, up to six, it gets a little sticky, that employee can waive their lunch break if they uh, decide to, but get the waiver in writing. In addition, employees who work more than 10 hours a day are entitled to a second 30 lunch, uh, sorry, sorry uh, are entitled to a second 30 minute lunch break. What does that mean? Up to 10 hours, you can get away just given a half hour lunch break. Right up, right up. If you get to 10 hours, you have to give them basically an hour worth of lunch. Remember, the half hour carries you up to 10. At 10, you have to give a full hour of lunch. Now, again, there's another nuance. Employees may waive the second 30-minute break if he, she will 
not work longer than 12 hours. So let's run through an example. You have an employee that works 11 hours a day. Technically, they should take two 30-minute breaks, which is a total of one hour, uh, sorry, lunch, two 30-minute lunch breaks, which is technically an hour, hour's worth of lunch for working those 11 hours. However, that employee can waive the full hour and only take 30 minutes, provided they don't exceed 12 hours. Now, let's look at it differently. What if they work 13 hours in one day? Then that waiver does not apply, and you cannot use it. Then you have to give them a full hour. Does that make sense? I really hope it makes sense. If not, listen to this episode and listen to the parts you want over and over again. Okay? Um, Rest periods. Rest periods are those... 10-minute breaks that we're all familiar with. Um, Rest periods are not paid. And, uh, sorry, rest, God, let me correct that. Rest periods are paid and not deducted from the employee's pay. Again, the 10-minute breaks are paid. You, the business owner, give that to the employee. Do not deduct their hours, okay? Okay. Rest periods are required when an employee works more than three and a half hours um, in a single day. So you have an employee, if they work four hours, you have to give them a 10-minute break. You don't got to give them lunch, right? Because lunch is anything over five. But if they work four hours, you still have to give them that one 10-minute break. Um, Employees are entitled to... 10 minutes of rest period for each four hours or a substantial fraction thereof that they work in a day. Let's talk about the basic eight-hour day. So the eight-hour day at the bare minimum, okay, the the eight-hour day should be a 30-minute lunch and two 10-minute rest breaks, okay? That's what an eight-hour looks like. And I use eight because that's kind of the standard you know, um, day for an employee. So anyone that's working eight hours, bare minimum, bare minimum, 30-minute lunch, two 10-minute breaks. And the breaks have to be right around, you know, three hours. You give them one, you know, and around the, the six and a half, seven hours. And there's flexibility there. You give them the second 10-minute break. Again, today we discussed what? Rest breaks, lunch breaks, double time, overtime, minimum wage, salary, pay for employees. Please, please, please pay attention to this. This is very important. I've seen lawsuits in this area get so bad that I've seen people file bankruptcy because of this. I've seen people shut down their doors because of this. You will never know how serious it is until you get sued by an employee. It gets very serious and very costly. Attorneys are not cheap. When you violate any of these laws, there's statutory penalties 
that are assessed, they add up fast. So a $1,000 mistake can come out to two or $3,000 because of the penalties that are imposed. So pay attention. This is not an area in your business that you take lightly. You need to make sure if you are a business owner right now and you have employees, after you listen to this episode, go back and say, look, John mentioned all these things. Am I doing them correctly? Are we paying overtime? Are we paying double time? Are our employees taking lunch breaks the correct way? Are we giving, are we giving them the proper 10-minute breaks? Also, while we are on this subject, you have to make sure you have a timekeeping system. What do I mean by a timekeeping system? I mean you have to be tracking their punch-in, punch-out. Of course, if they are a salaried employee, you don't have to do that. But salaried employees come with their own challenges. Remember, it's the position and you have to meet the minimum threshold of pay for them to be salaried exempt. So most employees, though, are hourly. And you have to have a way to keep track of those hours. And you have to store and hold on to this information. You can't use things like, I lost it. I don't have it. Um, The dog ate it. Folks, this is very serious. You are responsible. The burden of providing records falls on the employer, not the employee. I'm going to say that again. The burden of providing records falls on the employer, not the employee. I think this episode, again, if you have employees, I think you should listen to this episode twice. And some parts you may want to listen, you know, two or three or or, or four times. Very and very, very serious. And one thing I want to share with you guys, these lawsuits today, the wage and hour where the employees, you know, claiming allegations of not being paid properly are on the rise like never before. I'm seeing them come into my office at the at four or five um, a month. That's a lot. I've never seen it that high. I have never seen it that high. So please, very, very important, pay attention to this. The other thing is I, get, I got a question that says, you know, training. Yes, employees get paid for training the same exact way as if they were not in training, okay? There's no such thing as training is discounted. If you've heard that or if that's what you think, throw that out the window right now. Training, there's no such thing. They're training. They're working for you. You have to follow the laws and the rules. The law doesn't say, you know, uh, overtime and minimum wage applies to uh, certain employees. But if they're training, then it doesn't apply. No, 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 no. This is for everyone that works even an hour for you. Okay? You have to, even if they work one hour for you, you got to make sure that that hour is paid correctly. Always remember that. So I'm glad that we had this talk today. Um, um, 
I want you guys to pay attention to it. Go back, check your um, timesheets, time cards, payroll records, and uh, make sure that it's all being done correctly so that you can uh, uh, avoid lawsuits and the legal headaches that come with a lawsuit. I, do, I don't want you um, guys to um, ever be involved in that. And also, it's not just employees. The State Department can come in. The IRS can come in. They send auditors. Um, they can do a random audit on any business. And um, if, even if it's not an employee, the state and the IRS and the federal government have the right to make sure that you are following the, the laws. So sometimes it's not an employee suing you, but sometimes it's an audit. And if you're not doing things right, you will be exposed and you will still pay hefty penalties and they will go back and uh, the state or the federal government, the IRS, they will go back and look at all your documents and any employee that you did not pay properly, they will um, hold you accountable for that and they will ask you for uh, the difference of, of what you paid and what you should have paid plus the penalties and interest and all that. So again, it's um, audits, it's employees. You, uh, as a business owner, I always tell people, you open yourself to a lot of exposure. Um, nothing you can do about that except for try to be in compliance. So when that someone comes knocking, you're ready to go. You're ready to show your documents. Um, I think that's it for today. Um, again, um, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about next week, but I do have a couple of topics that I, I that I uh, think are uh, will be worth your while. Uh, so it will be a surprise. Uh, until we talk next time, I want you guys to have a very very good week. I will try to next week's topic is probably going to uh, be. Something um, similar to what we discussed today, but it's probably going to um, uh, be geared towards independent contractors. Those are the employees that we pay 1099. So I actually, I just gave you what the next week's topic is going to be about. We are going to discuss um, um, who is classified as an independent contractor, and when can you pay somebody um, by 1099? Because not um, not every person getting paid 1099 is uh, paid correctly. They are often, often, often misclassified. And again, when you misclassify, um, you have to pay for that misclassification. So that's kind of our topic next week. Um, I want you guys to have a good week. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and rate. Follow me on Instagram at Businesswise Podcast and let me know any topics you would like discussed. This podcast is for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there is no attorney client relationship between you and the host of the show. 
This podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state.